Thank you. Arigato. The Your Own Pay Podcast Network. Inspiring, motivating, and educating entrepreneurs around the world. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Demasi Thomas, and this is this week's installment of the Demasi and Michael Show, Just Talking Tech. You can find the show notes for this episode at yourownpay.com slash dm5. And joining me, as always, the man behind the Your Own Pay name, the Your Own Pay brand, Michael Babcock. What's up today, Mike? Having a grand old time in yourself. Hey, man, doing great, man. Loving the weather down here in Georgia. It is looking nice. And uh, the kids are being quiet, so it's an amazing day for me, man. I love it. Don't get me started on the fact that, that you're in Georgia and I'm over here in Oregon and what we can do with technology nowadays. <laughs> Before we get too deep into that, you can follow me on Twitter at Payone and Demasi, your... I'm at Damasi, that's D-A-M-A-S-H-E. So uh, what me and Mike decided to bring up this week, sort of continuing our discussion and, and you know, topics surrounding automation, is going to be how to build a email list uh, and using email autoresponders. And before we get into that, we're going to talk a little bit about the difference between a mailing list versus a email list. Sounds like the same thing, two totally different. A mailing list is something that you would be on where you get email from a group such as a Google group or groups.io, you know, Yahoo groups used to be big. And this could be on any myriad of topics. I believe one of the first mailing lists that I ever joined was the blind iPhone users, the VI phone users list over on Google groups. This way before I even had an iPhone because I was like, wait, this thing is accessible. Blind people are using this. I need to learn about this. That is a mailing list where you exchange messages with different groups of people over email. That is a mailing list. I believe the probably the nomenclature, the name behind that probably comes from olden days where people were on mailing lists where they actually got email letter or they got letters mailed to their mailboxes. And, you know, sort of based off a wide reaching pen pal thing. But I have no idea. I could be totally wrong about that. And I'm going to let Mike explain to you all uh, what a email list is from a business standpoint. So Mark, talk to us about email lists and why they're so much different from a mailing list. You know, I'm glad you asked me that question because it really frustrates me when someone comes to me and says, I have a, I have an email list of 5,000 people. And then I go look and they have a groups.io list of 5,000 people with maybe 40 people engaging. A email list and a mailing list, as Demasi said, are different. When you're thinking of an email list in business terms. You're thinking of a list of people who have come to your website and requested more information. Often, they've requested more information through what's called a lead magnet. And that's something free for someone's email address. I know you've been there before. Hey, enter your email address and we'll send you the show notes for this episode. Hmm, there's an idea. Or, hey, enter your email address and We'll go ahead and give you this free book or free video. It's an amazing way to build a list of people that you can log into a website. Uh, my favorite is ConvertKit. We'll talk more about them in a few minutes. But you can log into a website, send out a message, and you're able to reach all of the people who entered their email address. Now, the other thing that sets a mailing list and an email list apart from each other is the other term that email lists are often referred to as, and that is an autoresponder. Demasi, when you hear the word autoresponder, what do you think of? I think of just that automatic email that pops up in my inbox. So when I make a purchase from somebody on Amazon, for example, and then they get an email that says, hey, thanks for purchasing this product, blah, blah, blah. And we're going to send it out and it's going to be awesome and it's amazing. 
And that is an autoresponder, folks. Nobody sat down and typed that. E- well, somebody sat down at some point and typed that email out uh, and had it formatted and, and, and everything. They only did it once. They only did it once. You know why? Because they have to maximize their time and be more efficient. Uh, instead of sitting down and handwriting an email to each individual person that makes a purchase or uh, signs up for something on your website, you can have the emails automatically go out based on an action taken by a user. How does Amazon's system know my names? That's, that's probably one of the questions that the listeners are asking. It's a very intriguing technology, and I won't go too in-depth into it, but the way that autoresponders, and Damasi, you got that right, it's a automatic message that comes to you based on an action you took off of a website. The way that autoresponders are able to capture your information is... The way the autoresponders are able to display your information in emails is it captures your name and your email address and any other data saved in your customer profile, or as some people call it, the database, and it will display that message as it's called with certain codes. A autoresponder is great for being able to send email updates for orders, but it's more important that you can build a relationship with the people who are requesting free things from you. So for example, if you head on over to yourownpay.com and you saw an option to enter your name and email address for something free, I don't know what's up there at this present time, probably a webinar, then you will be added to an email list. And once you're added to that email list, a message is going to go out and say, hey, just want to verify that we have the correct email address. Click this link to verify that it's yours. When you click that link, it triggers something in the computer that says, send them the next message. The next message is, hey, I'm Michael. I'm one of the hosts of the Your Own Pay podcast, and you should check it out over here. Here's what you got for free, and tomorrow I'm going to send you an email about why I got started. And as you can see, the messages are building that relationship with people so that people can learn more about what you do and why you do it without you having to sit in front of your computer and send that message out to them. Now, Mike, what what would you say to the people? Because there are some people out there, they're skeptics, somewhat like myself, probably. And they're they're thinking, you know, why would I use this system? It seems so impersonal, so, you know, just detached from my actual customer. I'm just sending, you know, auto-generated emails to people. I'm not really contacting them. How am I building a relationship with this person? I'm glad you asked that question because I struggled with that myself. If you guys didn't hear the series of podcasts I recorded about how I got started with ConvertKit, definitely go back and listen to that. But one of the things when I got started was I was doing just that. I was making it impersonal. It was just standard messages that would go out to people that says, hey, thanks for requesting information. Here's your freebie. Hey, you want to make money online? Here's how you make money online. Hey, hit reply if you have any questions. And that was good. And people would reply to the emails because with the email autoresponder people can tap reply or hit command r or whatever they do to reply and type a message to you and then you can actually discuss with them so you're not building the full relationship on automation you're just taking care of getting in the door with people and getting them to reply to you the other aspect of it is you can automate the types of messages that people receive so i've got a mailing list right now of 654 people unless more unsubscribed last night which whatever that happens i'm going to send out an email later on and say, hey, I've got these three podcasts that are available. If you don't click any link, then you're going to get information about all of the podcasts. If you 
Want to only hear about the Demasi and Michael podcast? Click on this link. If you want to hear about the interviews, click on this link. And whenever someone clicks that link, they're tagged or they're told to the system, hey, Demasi wants to hear about the interviews, but he doesn't want to hear about the Demasi and Michael show. Like you, Michael, I did struggle with this very early on as far as like, man, this just seems so impersonal to have a system just automatically send emails. But here's the thing, folks. When you're in business, again, you have to maximize your time. You cannot waste time doing things over and over and over again. And let's be honest, if somebody comes to your website uh, and they sign up to receive a freebie or they want to contact you and find out more information about your services, you're going to essentially be writing a, the same email over and over again. It, it may vary slightly just because we're human and we're not going to you know, automatically type out the exact same thing every time unless you're using Texas Fandom. Kuto. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to essentially be sending the same information or, or sending out the same general call to action um, every time. Why not automate that? That doesn't mean it's not impersonal because, again, with my example of the Amazon third party seller email that goes out, somebody sat down at some point and wrote out a nice, thoughtful email with the information that they would like to convey to you. And the only thing that's different is that, you know, the system takes care of sending it based off the user's action. It has their name there, so it looks like it's personal. And think about it. You took the time to set this up to make it work. You know, it's not just going out and saying, hey, thanks, buyer, or hey, thanks, user, for, you know, doing blank that they did on your website or on your Facebook page. No, you took the time to set this up to actually personalize it so that it has their name, so that it mentions exactly what they did, what action they took to get the email that they got from you. And of course, as Michael said, with autoresponder systems, all they have to do is reply. Make sure you put that in your autoresponders when they go out. You know, hey, if you have any questions, or you want more information or, you know, you want to drop a line to me, just hit reply in the email. Boom. They already have a very simple and, and normal way to interact with you immediately. And that's over email just by replying. You're going to get the email. You can reply back. And now you started that conversation. Make it personal. Don't just copy and paste what everyone else is copy and pasting into their emails because they say that's what you need to do. That Just remember that you're writing it to a friend. You're writing it to someone who you may want to do business with. Build that relationship with them and leverage technology to automate that. Now, Demasi, leveraging technology is great. What is your autoresponder tool? that you know about at all? Uh, so I've spent the majority of my time using autoresponders, uh, building email lists, using MailChimp. And a lot of people are going to be familiar with MailChimp because a lot of the email letters that you get are MailChimp. You see it at the bottom of the email. This email newsletter powered by MailChimp. You see it all over the place. MailChimp is a nice tool. It does have some issues on the web interface. Once it's set up and configured, you're good to go. But that configuration can be a little bit of a pain. Some of the features that MailChimp as a service offers you, uh, first off, it does have a free tier. And I do recommend MailChimp to people who are just starting to dip their toe into this uh, or you're just opening up a business. And again, you got to maximize your time, but you also have to maximize your financials as well. Having MailChimp as a tool that will allow you to have up to 2000 list subscribers and send out up to 12,000 emails a month 
for free it is a good tool to leverage yourself and get going it is a a great tool and i if anyone has listened to the podcast in the past they know that i'm not fond of mailchimp uh as demasi had mentioned there are some web interface challenges at times and to be frankly honest with you i was using aweber the last time that i tried mailchimp and i said i'm gonna go back over here because i know how to do that we referenced the podcast that we talked about a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about calendars sometimes we get stuck in our own routines that we just keep doing the same thing over and over so aweber worked for me and now i'm using convertkit so tell us about convertkit and i'm, I'm interested because we've never actually had this discussion and, and this is serious. This is not show talk, folks. I'm not making this up. Me and Michael never have actually discussed why he left Aweber and went over to ConvertKit. All I know is, you know, one week Mike was, you know, the Aweber guy. And, you know, like two weeks later, I get an email from Mike like, hey, man, you really got to check out this ConvertKit. I was like, what? <laughs> so... Oh, this is kind of a long story, but I'll go into it and give you guys a quick rundown. Anyone who knows, who has known me for a while knew that back in 2012, when I got started marketing online, my first email autoresponder service was AWeber. Uh, AWeber did me good. There were some accessibility challenges with the visual editor for composing messages, but you got around that by editing it in text edit or uh, now Ulysses. Hmm. So we went through the challenges of getting the messages format, got them all set up, set up my autoresponder sequence, because as previously stated, once you have your autoresponder sequence set up or the series of messages following up with your subscribers set up, then you really don't have to worry about it because everything else is done. Well, I started talking to a few people about ways to capture leads, and I'm like, man, wouldn't it be cool if we could introduce people to an autoresponder based on how they got on my list? So I could say, hey, it was awesome catching up with you at CSUN 17. Here's a link to that article that I mentioned to you. Tomorrow, I'll send you more information about what I'm up to. Now, obviously, I don't want to send out that message to everyone that I meet at CSUN because... Ideally, I'd like to meet a lot of people at CSUN. Uh, side note, I will not be at CSUN. I'm just picking on them. Wanted to be able to send people one message based on how we met and then send them a sequence of follow-up messages that related to the freebie that I was giving them based on our conversation. That might sound a little complicated, but it really wasn't. And I didn't understand why the autoresponder services, if they had it, made it so darn complicated. Because you could set this up in AWeb but you had to use automation rules and set up multiple lists and multiple sequences. In April of 2016, I was made aware of a new service coming out by Aweber called Campaigns. And Campaigns would essentially let me do exactly what I wanted to do. Introduce people based on how they got onto my list with a specific personalized message and then allow them to click on a link to get more information about a certain topic and send them more personalized messages based on that topic. So tag people as in the scenario I gave earlier, talking about what type of podcast people wanted to listen to. I said, this is amazing. I jumped on over to AOEver, signed up for their beta program, and then realized you have to drag and drop to get these to work. 
And I was not too happy with that because voiceover did not let me drag and drop the uh, campaign features into place. So I was on a hangout with a friend of mine, Cynthia, and she said, hey, Michael, I just signed up for this new service called ConvertKit, but it's too confusing for me and I, I don't understand what I'm supposed to be doing. I said, Cynthia, send me your login information. I'd love to log into ConvertKit. I've been looking at ConvertKit for a while, but they were $10 more than Aweber. And I said, why do I want to pay $10 more for something that's working for me right now, and I don't know about the accessibility. But if someone's going to let me log into their ConvertKit account, well, of course I'm going to do that. So I logged into her ConvertKit account, and the very first thing I realized was that it was a clean, plain text layout format. There wasn't any of these visual graphics or these lovely sliders or these images you have to click on, and everything was labeled beautifully. And honestly, it's like night and day, going from Aweber's clunky... Lots of features, but clunky to use interface to a clean, simple interface. It was, it was like night and day. And then I logged in and was able to set up an email autoresponder with that particular feature I wanted, the personalized introduction message based on how people got onto my mailing list. And when I was able to set that up in less than an hour, I said, I'm switching over to ConvertKit. Um, so that's what, how I got started. And by the way, if you want to experience looking at a ConvertKit account, you can head on over to youronpay.com slash DM5 and click on the link in the show notes to get a free trial of ConvertKit, which was not available when I got started and is not publicly available. Nice business model on ConvertKit's part, though, because I think you pretty much almost converted me right now. <laughs> uh, so good name and uh, good business strategy. I definitely, I definitely agree with you. MailChimp has some of those same features that you were looking for. However, just as you mentioned with Aweber, it's pretty much the same setup. You need to have segmented lists and break people off into different groups. And you have to sort of manually configure all that stuff before it's just going to work. And it, it, it is tedious, very tedious. And it's also, you know, somewhat hit and miss because they have a lot of graphics. And, you know, this is a graphic, but you click on it and then it does something. And it's like, well, I didn't, you know, you don't figure that out until you don't find anything else to click on. So I myself will be taking a look at ConvertKit very soon here. Uh, absolutely. Just to throw one one more plus thing for ConvertKit out there. One thing that I noticed is if you're on the broadcast page or the subscriber page or the sequences page, any page where you're trying to add something, if you do a find for the plus sign, they start all of their links with plus create new. Nice. Very nice. So a few things that I did like about MailChimp itself that, that is, you know, they have this this idea of email beamers or email blast that you can send out. And all it is, they give you this very strange, extremely long, random email address that is associated with a list that you have built in MailChimp or uh, a group, a subgroup of a list that you have in MailChimp. And you can just send an email from your normal email client to that email address. Everybody on your list gets that. That was one of the features that kept me in MailChimp because I was like, well, once I get it set up and configured, you know, I can just do this. You know, once the autoresponders and stuff are set up, if I need to send out a, a just a random blast to my, my list people, you know, I can just use this interface and do it that way. Does ConvertKit offer that, first of all? And two, is it something that you've ever used, whether with ConvertKit or Aweber? No, ConvertKit or Aweber don't offer that feature. Uh, so no, I've, I've not used it. It sounds like it could be convenient. 
But I will say that ConvertKit allows you the option to segment your subscribers based on messages in powerful ways. And I didn't realize this. You can send messages to people who have this tag and that tag and that tag, but do not have the this tag. So you can set up detailed segments of your subscribers without having to have subgroups set up. And I will say that the visual editor for ConvertKit is, for the most part, very accessible. Although, it would be nice to be able to jump into email and send an email out, so. Yeah, that, that, that is a pretty cool feature of our MailChimp that I, that I like. And MailChimp, you know, it really is essentially based on the fact that they've been around a while, so they've, of course, been constantly adding features. So, another feature that I did also like about MailChimp is their integration with third-party services. So they have a nice integration for Facebook pages where you can capture leads right on your Facebook page, have people sign up to a list. They have a pretty good form builder for WordPress as well so that you can uh, easily build a lead capture uh, form right on your web WordPress page. So those are some features that have kept me in MailChimp and really have kept me from kind of exploring other places because some of the uh, social media accounts that I manage, you know, those type of features come in extremely handy to be able to just drop a, a MailChimp sign up form on a Facebook page. Uh, I like that. The email beamers are amazing. There's also ways to probably work around that. So, uh, you know, as you mentioned, ConvertKit offers, it seems like a lot more ways of segmenting your list without doing the whole, I'm going to split this list up into four different slices uh, as you have to do or as I have done with MailChimp. It does. And ConvertKit is based on a single list model. So a lot of these other autoresponders have multiple lists. You'll set up a list for this podcast and a list for that podcast and a list for this product. Whereas ConvertKit, everyone goes into one list. And then if they're interested in the, this podcast, then this tag is added to their profile. If they're interested in that podcast, then this tag is added to their profile, which makes it really convenient to segment what you're sending people and maintain what we started this episode about and that is that personalized feeling people are getting when they're having contact with you while you're leveraging your time and leveraging your tools to be able to be doing what you do best whether that be spending time with family or that be working in your business absolutely and that's what it's all about folks that is absolutely what it is all about so we're going to wrap this episode i think we kind of went a little long on you guys this week but uh as usual, you can always check out the show notes. Go over to yourownpay.com slash DM5 for this episode. As Mike mentioned, he'll have a link over to ConvertKit. We'll have a link about everything that we talked about in this episode uh, for certain. And absolutely, leave us some feedback. If you have thoughts on autoresponders, if you want to tell us how you're using autoresponders, or you have more questions about how to get started with an autoresponder, uh, definitely leave a comment and we will address that in a future episode. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Damasi. So that's D-A-M-A-S-H-E. And Michael is at Payon on Twitter. P-A-Y-O-W-N. Thanks for listening. All right. You've been listening to Your Own Pay Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, visit yourownpay.com slash cast for exclusive content and to contact us today. We're eager to hear your thoughts and about how you're making this podcast your own. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. The Your Own Pay Podcast. Yourownpay.com.